This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. It is a Wednesday podcast for you. They call it Hump Day. Al Dukes, what is up down the shore? How are you? Uh, good morning, Jerry. The last we spoke uh, podcast-wise, I was uh, heading to the dentist, so I did that yesterday, and then I did go to the McDonald's next door. Oh, that's right. It was my first trip to a McDonald's in uh, many years. I've not uh, had McDonald's. And, wow. But I wanted to order something. I had you know, a 45-minute ride back home uh, from my dentist, because my dentist is my brother-in-law, so I traveled to see him. Right. Uh, so I wanted something that was a, that I was able to neatly eat while driving home. So right. I got uh, chicken nuggets. Oh, you did get the chicken nuggets. I got chicken nuggets and I got a a, a large Coke. I no fries, was, no, no fries, burgers. No burgers. Yeah, it means nothing to me. What? It means nothing to it me. It was delicious, too. I got to tell you, those chicken nuggets are terrific. See, that's funny. Mm. I don't care. I, the, those, to me, are the worst chicken nuggets of the fast food places. I'm not saying they're... Uh, uh, Chicken nuggets to me is like pizza and chocolate chip cookies. Even not great ones are still pretty good. Oh, I I agree with that. But I just think Wendy's are much better. I think Burger Kings are much better. Um, I just I don't like their uh, their breading on the whatever the hell they use. I don't care for the McDonald's nuggets. I have not been to a Burger King in years. That's probably Burger- the one I was least I was too furthest away from where we okay. are today. I would Wendy's say, I would go to. I do like the nuggets there. Wendy's is awesome. Yeah. Burger King I like. Oh, yeah. I, 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 if I wasn't going to get fat, I would, I would go every day to one of them. I love that yeah. food. Oh, delicious. It's actually very difficult not eating it, especially when my right. kids have it once in a while, and I don't get it. It's like, oh, come on. But, but i got to be honest. I, I, I have a level of disappointment in you today. You thought you I was told going, me yesterday that you were going to get the two cheeseburgers. Fr- There's nothing more... Easier to eat than French fries out of the bag, yeah, and those right. those now not a Big Mac. A Big Mac is sloppy and messy, very sloppy. But the small little cheeseburgers are perfect for driving. Yeah, I know. I should have done it. I couldn't pull the trigger. You know what it was? On unfortunately, I looked on the nutritional label on the oh, McDonald's website first. Well, what'd you do I was that like, for? I don't know. I don't know. Aye, aye. It was silly. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, like you say, like you know, eating it every day. So what was yesterday? Yesterday was a Tuesday. So a random Tuesday, the line, the the uh, drive-through line was huge. Yeah. yeah. So like people what? are just eating that on a random Tuesday. Um. Yeah. Why? Why I'm surprised like, you're surprised. Well, because for me it was a special moment. I was treating myself after going to the dentist. Yeah, but you're not anyone. Fair. Like you have to see. There's a Popeyes that opened near us. You have got to see the lines at lunchtime and dinner time. They're into the highway. The it's McDonald's, unbelievable. The uh, Popeyes people need the Popeye sandwich. And McDonald's is so popular 
yeah. as you know, they, the most drive-thrus have two lanes now. Yes, this one only the, had one, and it was going out to the major road as well. Yeah, how about that? Route 27 in Edison. Unbelievable. It really is amazing. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, also, I I did listen to the Eddie Murphy extended one, over one-hour-long interview on the Mark Marin WTF podcast. And yes, so it was yes, pretty yes. good. Yeah, I'm sure. It's pretty good. Like, he does open up, which uh, I've not really heard. And only because, you know, he goes on The Tonight Show. It's eight minutes. He goes here. Right. It's eight minutes. This was a nice sit-down, and he talked about stand-up comedy. And so many people uh, of all races that are comedians cite Richard Pryor as— Right. Their- and he does, too. Uh, he did as well, right? He was bringing up uh, one that Mark Maron asked him about one bit in particular, and it was like about Dracula or something. So I was like, you know what? Let me check on Spotify, see if they have Richard Pryor albums. And they did. So I listened to some of that yesterday, too, when I was walking the dog. Wow. Just Richard that? Pryor's stand-up. There are all these like long stories he's telling with all these characters and the things. It was interesting to hear, only because I'd never really heard Richard Pryor do stand-up. So did you like it? I did like it. it. You could tell it was from a different time period, just the, the audio recording alone. Sure. But there was also a point in these things where Eddie Murphy said this happened to him as well, where no matter what he said, people were laughing hysterically. Right. Like Eddie Murphy said, it got to a point, the reason why he quit stand doing stand-up was people were just laughing when they would see him and he would make a face. So he wasn't even able to tell if what he was doing was funny because people were showing up expecting to see Eddie Murphy and expecting to laugh. So they laughed at anything. Maybe that's my problem. When I watch these shows on Netflix, these, these yeah. standups on, on Netflix, I'm not in the environment. I'm not having drinks where I'm a little, you know, tipsy or light, if you will. And I'm just sitting there waiting to find, to hear something funny. And most times, Al, I don't, and I turn them off after 15 minutes. It's yeah. enough. I'm like, I could stand up and just do this routine. There's nothing funny about it. Here's my question to you about what you heard from Pryor. I know that it's a different time, yes. Would the material stand up today, though, do you think? Like, would it be well-received today yes. or no? Yes. It would. Okay. It's very much, though, about being African-American in America. Okay. But it was very funny. He was good about it, yeah. He, yeah, the, the stuff that I heard, at least. Uh, and, uh, well, that was his experience, you know, back his, his stuff started in the late 60s, early 70s, and sure. went on and on and on. So, Did he uh, tell the Rodney Dangerfield story that I told you? Um, did Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Yes. Oh, he did, okay. Funny, right? Mark Marin asked him about that, yeah. Okay, got it. About the, the, well, how is it that you, how did you hear it? What did, how did he do it? Just how... Dangerfield was waiting to go on. He was the headliner at a club. Eddie Murphy was young and raw, thought he killed it, came off the stage, met Dangerfield, who basically said, you're better than that with the with the dirty mouth. Mm-hmm. And then didn't see him for three or four years later, had the success with Raw or Delirious, I forget which one. And Saturday Night Live. And Saturday Night Live. And Rodney Dangerfield comes into the bathroom in Vegas, and they're standing next to each other at the stall, and he turns around, or at the urinal, and just looks at him and goes, I guess he gave me some bad advice or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Something he said was... it was like he did it on cue. It was like, yeah, hey, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knew? Exactly. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what it was. Who knew? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, that was so, it. Yeah, so that's worth checking out. Also, I'm moving along on my um, my limited 
edition podcast series about WNEW. I have a name, and I've booked my first guest, Jerry. Okay. The name is going to be 1027 WNEW-FM Talks Wild West. And I've booked Opie as my very first guest. Nice. So that's going to be very exciting if anyone's yes. uh, interested in that. Sort you of thing. will have a ton of. And I no offense, I have no interest because I never I never listened to Opie and Anthony right. one day in my life. Well, these, so right, I, these are for the old school WNEW yes. people, and I think you will have a ton of people that will be very interested in this. I hope so. Um, we talked a little bit today about the seagulls on the program. Have you ever you seen about a, seagulls? Well, Boomer and Geo did. Yeah, they were talking about seagulls at one point. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen a seagull eat a crab? No, I've seen them eat uh, food. I've seen them eat chips out of a bag. I've yeah. seen them take a sandwich. I've never seen them eat a crab, no. So I was at a place where there were a whole bunch of seagulls down the Jersey Shore, and there's a if you see anywhere that's like a dock where there's a whole bunch of seagulls, they will take crabs out of the water live, and they will... Take them onto like cement or a dock and keep smashing them until they die. And then also cracks open the shell and then they eat them. Wow. It's crazy. Oh. It's a, a very weird to see because, uh, you know, the crabs are still alive and they're trying to grab them with their crab claws. Survival of the fittest, Al. Yeah, but the seagull knows where to grab the crab to yeah. pick it up. It picks it up and it slams it onto the. Ground. That's because it had little uh, seagull meetings with its parents. Yes. Growing up, picks it up again, slams it into the ground, and when it like the shell starts shattering, then it just starts eating. So if you go somewhere, you might see what looks like a field of dead, smashed crabs. Those are now, the seagulls. And most of us would wonder, boy, what the hell happened here? Yes. Now I'll know. Now you'll know. Now and I'll that's know. the rest of the story. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now you'll know. Now you'll know. You listen no. to any cool podcast, Jerry? No, I haven't. I don't Nothing. listen to. No, I I don't listen to anything. I listen to, you know, Spotify. The only podcast I do listen to, um, and it's only when I go on trips with Rutgers. Yeah. It's the only time I listen to podcasts. I do listen to Sean T's podcast. Um, just because I like the guests he has. I he's the workout called. dude. Yeah, he's the workout dude from Beachbody, which you know that I happen to like a great deal. Yeah. Um, I, what the hell is it called? It's called, I think it's Trust and Believe. And you get it on Spotify. And a lot of it's not like it's all inspirational stuff. A lot of it is about nutrition, which I enjoy. That's where I decided to take the vitamins, which you'll hear coming up in the warm-up show. I think we discussed it this morning. That's where I decided to take the vitamins that I took from a vitamin expert, or I don't know what the hell she's called, but uh, like a wellness uh, uh, person. Um, some are stories about you know people's journeys with struggles with their weight, struggles with the food they eat, trying to get over the humps. It's just a lot of good stuff, and sometimes it's just him just talking. But I do enjoy that one. Other than that, I'm just not a podcast guy. Yeah. Never have been. No. Yeah, I, I wish I I enjoyed more of them. I I have found just a very li very limited amount that I like listening to. But sure. It, for you know whether you walk a lot or walk the dog or have a long commute or whatever you do, it does like when I have a good one, it really does pass the time. Absolutely. Much better. Yeah. No. No doubt. Matter of so fact, I, when where did we go? I'm trying to think what flight we were on. I think it was going to Michigan, I want to say. I think it was an hour and 45 minutes, something like that. And I had, I think, four of them downloaded, or maybe three of them. 
and I couldn't believe how fast the flight felt because I was we were landing and I was towards the end of the last one and I'm like oh I wish the flight was a couple minutes longer because <laughs> I wanted to keep listening to it so I agree with you it does pass the time no yeah. question I just wish uh, it passed the time when you were exercising because that doesn't work for me that never works right no I I agree uh, here's an interesting story that's coming out of Bergen County New Jersey. And involves a man and a prank-based company in Queens, New York. Mm. A Bergen County man has filed a suit against this uh, prank company in Queens, New York. Uh, The name of their company is Ruin Days. Ruin Days. Okay. They, They allegedly mailed him a chocolate penis, a glitter bomb, and other packages meant to shock. What's a glitter bomb? This I see. This I don't like. It's one thing as a prank. You want to send me a chocolate penis? That's fine. A, <laughs> You're a okay glit- with that? No, because that's a harmless, right? So you you open it up. There's a chocolate penis. The <laughs> glitter bomb I'm, I'm against, and this is why he's suing them. The glitter bomb is it's a package, and when you open it, it explodes glitter all over the place. Oh, I don't all care. All over for that. you, all over your home. Yeah, I'll pass anyone on near that. you. Yeah. So uh, this dude, he's uh, he's forty seven years old. He's uh, he's suing them for multiple unsolicited, obscene, and harmful packages. Now, what this company does is they market like send packages to your enemies. That's the way they market oh. this company. So, like, could say say you and I had a falling out, and I was like, you know what? I don't like this Jerry Rocco. I'm going to send him a chocolate penis. I, would I don't reach want out. your chocolate penis, dude. That's just an example. God. Maybe I'd send you vanilla-flavored balls. I don't know what... I don't want your vanilla-flavored balls either. I don't know which I'll choose, but I'm just these are just examples. But the glitter bombs I really don't like. You can go on YouTube and see glitter bombs. Now, they are used really nicely in places where people are stealing packages off of people's uh, porches. Yes. You can get a glitter bomb in a box and leave it on your porch for someone to steal. And then when they open it at home, it blows up on them. That I'm interested in. Exactly right. That's fine. Because you're hurting somebody who's stealing. Yeah. But just to randomly send people glitter bombs. Yeah, I don't care for it. Or chocolate penis. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) That doesn't work for me. I'm with you. That's a tough one. how How are you a company like that? This company, their marketing line is, we ruin your enemy's day. Man, oh, man. The man is seeking $75,000 and court fees. How much? $75,000 plus court fees. That does seem very very fair. That seems fair. I think they owe it to him. I'm looking. Here's another. uh, This company was sued by somebody else looking for $600,000 in damages. Wow. For a similar thing. It says uh, that the glitter bomb ruined her laptop. Oh, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, that's not good, man. Not good. This is the type of company I wouldn't want because you know you're always one phone call or one email away from ruin. Right, you killed my grandmother with your chocolate penis and glitter bomb box. Yeah, like like that's possible. You could give someone a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't like this. Sue them. Would you trust to eat the chocolate penis, or would you think maybe it's not made with the best chocolate? It depends if I ordered it or not. If it came right. as a gag or I didn't know where it came from, no. If I ordered it from a chocolatier, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Which Why chocolatier you? do you think makes the best chocolate penises? Uh, I'm actually searching it right now. Lint? 
Dove. What's that? I'm gonna. I was gonna go Godiva. <laughs> Russell Stovers. Let's see. Godiva is uh, a good one, also, Jerry. Oh my God! There's all these companies. Whitman. Oh yeah. So Amazon actually has the <laughs> Eda blank chocolate penis prank in their oh. grocery section. Okay, so that's fine. That's not a glitter bomb. Etsy makes it. Etsy will make a chocolate penis as well. I'm looking right now. Uh, I'm into Etsy. Oh, okay, that didn't work. You got to think somebody's day is like, like, oh, I don't, can't believe I got to go to work and then make the chocolate penises. Oh, they're just making chocolate, dude. Oh, and then somebody dinner, else. Is, somebody's putting it in the penis mold. So here it's called chocolate willies. Uh, after dinner willies. It's a novelty gift, and it's mm-hmm. on Etsy. Hmm. Oh God, look at this. Oh my God, what is wrong with people? I, I, you know, I'll bet you that these companies do well. Oh, yeah. They have fruit-flavored oh, wieners. Again, you gotta, Etsy. You got to think that, um, you know, for bachelorette, bachelor parties, <laughs> divorce parties. One? Al, how about this one? You can buy weenie linguine penis pasta. <laughs> yes, penis pasta is also very popular. Come penis on. candies. You got to be kidding me. This is funny. Gummy penises. They look like gummy bears, but in shape of penis. They have penis-shaped wine glasses. Sharks. Yeah, but you know what? You're right. I bet you people sell this stuff. Yes. This is amazing. Okay, you can buy an original bag of poo, brown cotton candy. What is this? Brown cotton candy? I don't want that, Jerry. Yes, this is right up your alley. And again, this, this one, no, that's not Etsy. That's eBay. See, I wouldn't buy that from eBay. I feel like someone packed it in their, in their kitchen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Etsy, I feel like, is real. Where's my penis mold? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, Eddie's going to have a field day with this. Oh, this yeah, reminds yeah. me, when I, was a, when I was a kid, my parents, right before Easter, and Easter's coming up in just a few weeks, my parents wanted to know uh, what we they wanted. They didn't buy for... you a chocolate penis, did they? No, but I, I accidentally. What happened was my mother said, you know, oh, you know, what do you, any, you want anything in particular for Easter or just like a rabbit? And this was at the time when I started seeing other chocolate things that you could get, like a chocolate yeah. chicken, a chocolate um, uh, cow, just anything. So what I wanted to say is get me something exotic, like yeah, like a chocolate bowl. And you said erotic. I did. I said to my mother, <laughs> just get me something chocolate, is something erotic made of chocolate. What did she say? I, I think she said, I don't think you mean erotic. <laughs> no, 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 not erotic. <laughs> Exotic. That's funny. Like a dog, a chocolate dog. A dog. Is that what a you end up getting? I don't remember. I probably ended up with a chocolate rabbit. I don't remember getting anything exotic or erotic for... Easter, chocolate Understood. Wise. That's funny, man. Mm. All right. Well, All right, Jerry. Why did you, you have a great day. Enjoy your podcast today, whatever one you listen to. Uh, I got nothing right now. I got nothing. So when I am when I run out of things, I go right to the Dave Ramsey podcast. I was going to say, why don't you listen to the Alan Jerry podcast? Um, it feels weird. <laughs> myself. I know. I'm joking. All well, right, have Jerry. a good day. Let's do the warm-up show next. Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, good. I love a Thursday. Me too. Nice. Soup. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, they call it Hump Day. I am in New York City with the Eddie Scazzeri. Who are we talking? Eddie Jockerman, please. No. Instead, we go down the Jersey Shore. We find the old man by the sea. His name is Albert Luis Dukes. What's up, Al? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. I uh, got to uh, take a nice long walk yesterday with the beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. I met a whole bunch of middle-aged gals on the boardwalk who were very excited. Taking to, any of them uh, home? <clears throat> no, Gina was with me. But Taking any of them home? It was a sight to see. It was fun to watch a bunch of middle-aged gals uh, be excited to meet me, Jerry, and take a photo of me and my dog. When you say middle-aged, what are we younger talking? Younger than me. Younger than me. Okay. But, uh, probably, so younger ladies. Yeah, yeah, but not like they weren't in their 20s. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? 40s. I'm going to go 40s. All right. Younger ladies. A bunch of 40-year-old gals out for a walk to stretch the legs on a nice sunny day down the Jersey Shore. And what happened was is that my dog got loose and uh, she ran up on the boardwalk. And um, uh, when I went up there to go grab her, these gals saw me. They saw a greyhound and they said, oh, our husbands love the show. And we hear your name throughout the home all day long. So that was fun and exciting. Giddy up. There you giddy go. Up. Yeah, giddy up, ladies. Good so, day for uh, you. Yeah, good day for me. It was uh, it was great for Gina to watch these uh, these middle aged gals be excited to meet me. It was a boost for my ego. And uh, when I say middle aged again, younger than me, so that was also nice. Nice. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yes. It's the little things in life. You've granny gotta, panties. Granny <laughs> panties. All right. You've well, got girls little... in their forties, not grannies. Exactly. Oh, they could gotta, be actually. Uh, they could be. They these could be. These, Jerry, did not look like grannies. They were fabulously good-looking Jersey Shore gals. And they still could be. You don't get these kind of girls in New York City or Long Island, Jerry. These were Jersey Why Shore girls. Why would you girls. say that? You're going to piss shore, off a lot of people. Everything's all right. You and your baby on a Saturday night. It's just different here, Jerry. The sun hits the women a little bit differently here. Whatever it glistens you say. off the ocean. It sparkles off the sand. They don't have that in Long Island. I'm not saying a word. New you York City, your please, Jerry. New York City's just a bunch of rats running around. I saw. I saw all the a women have giant left. rat walk across the street right in front of my car this yeah. morning. And every time I see a rat, I think of you. Did he give you the finger? Like that's where we're at in New York no, City. No, but I saw it trying to climb the garbage pail. <laughs> it was unbelievable, dude. Man, Ugh. if you are a garbage man or garbage God woman knows or what they sanitation say. Worker, what is go- when you go uh, get when up you... to a when you when you get up to a large thing of garbage bags? One, you got to hope there are no body parts visible sticking out of garbage bags. Two, you got to hope there there's not a rat infestation going on because the rats will come at you. Yeah, oh they're no, bold. they're and they're angry. Yeah, so they must have some thing that they do, like maybe they 
you know, maybe when the truck makes a loud noise near it, the rats go scattering. Maybe when you f- grab the first bag, the either rats that go. or they're so used to seeing it out, it doesn't phase them. Yeah, but, but I would just be nervous brutal. that the rat would come at me. Come at me, bro. It might, and I'm telling you, this one, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, even today. The one that walked across the street, I at first thought it was like a, a small possum. It was yes. huge, and that was a rat. It was definitely a rat. Did he look at you and go, what are you looking at? No, it just scurried across. I had not a care in the world. I could have run it over. I didn't. Really? But yeah, I didn't have a care in the world. No, I was at a red light. Your whole front end would have been out of whack if you hit one of these uh, rats the size of dogs. This thing was almost as if it was waiting for the, um, you know, the the walk The light to change? Yeah. It was really something. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing the rats again, Jay. I haven't seen a rat in almost a year. It's been almost one year since I've seen a rat running free in the streets of New York. Soon enough, Al. Soon enough. Soon enough, I will see that. Jerry, we got some uh, news yesterday on the Yankees and injuries and uh, Zach Britton, who was going to be the big relief pitcher for the Yankees this year. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably not going to see him till mid-June or later. Sounds like that. Having surgery to, and this is something we see a lot of nowadays, bone Chips, bone, spurs. Could have been worse, though. When you heard he was having elbow pain, I'm sure everybody and their brother thought Tommy John surgery. But when they go bone spurs or bone chips, how does bone chip off of your elbow and then just stick into your skin? It just floats. You think we got bone spurs, or that's only for people No, I don't think so. I mean, listen, could I? Yes, because I do throw... At batting, I probably throw the ball, you know, 500 times a week. So yeah. I suppose I could. You wouldn't. Why would you? I'm you're saying, not, but, you're but not like, using your arm like that. How big are these bone chips? I think they're tiny. but they Are they microscopic? They hurt. I don't they, know. I'm not a doctor. Are they the size of sand or larger? I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. Right. That's like, I don't think like, half your elbow, you know, basically is I mean. sawed off. But that's what I mean. Like, how fragile are our elbows that the bone is just falling off of them? Well, I think boneless. I think, boneless. <laughs> I think what you said is probably right. They're probably like pebble size or like little sand. Yeah. It hurts though. You've got something floating around in your arm, especially when you're trying to throw the ball 100 miles an hour or 90, whatever it is. It's got to be painful. These guys got to start taking calcium. That uh, helps your bones. Yes, it does. Vitamins. It does. I take. I take. No, I don't take calcium. Actually, I think magnesium. Magnesium, and they I don't say know that's why. good. But, yeah, but they say it's good for you. I don't yes. know why either. I heard an ex- I heard a, uh, a vitamin expert tell me the five different things you should be taking every day, and that was one of them. So I went out and bought it. Do you remember the other four? I do, yes. I want to know. It was B3. B3. Magnesium. Yeah. You should take a Metamucil type of oh, product. I do that. Exactly. Fiber. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm trying to think. Those are three. Uh, there's a couple of others. Caffeine, get plenty of caffeine. No, it wasn't. No, no, it didn't say caffeine. I don't remember what the other two are. Hmm. Zinc suggested ashwagandha, Ooh. which I do take. I bought that. Where you find ashwagandha? You go in. Hi, I'm looking for the. Where's the ashwagandha <laughs> section? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get. Oh, vitamin C, stupid. Vitamin Hello, oh, classic. Right. Like- oh, and vitamin D. D. Got to get the sun. Yes. If you don't get enough sun, you got to get vitamin D and so, ashwagandha. I take most of those. I'm going to look up this ashwagandha. Uh, yeah, I started taking the ashwagandha. I take it before bed. It's supposed to be good for stress. At different points in my life, I took different vitamins that were supposed to be good for your schween. Like they say zinc is good for your schween. That's and in so what way? Cold. I don't know. Okay. 
It keeps the blood flowing. You know and what did I'm you saying? see any note? Did you see any noticeable no. difference? All right, but let me ask you this. So I've actually had this thought before because you take all these. Uh, you, I take all these different things for. Uh, oh, turmeric, I take as well. Ubiqu, ubiqu. What is it called, Eddie? Ubiquitous. No, ubiquual or something like that for blood flow. I take all these things, and I started about for real, probably seven, eight months ago. Now we have the mask on, so I haven't gotten sick, but I also feel pretty good. But I don't feel like, you know, Superman. But at the same time, if you stop taking it, you might see the negative effects. It's almost right. as, if, as, as if there's nothing wrong, you're doing well. And I'm taking those brain pills you told me to take. New How's ego. that working out for you? I haven't noticed any difference. I'm just as dumb as I was before I started. Although it said to give it 30 days. And I have Hold not on. given it 30 time out, days Time yet. out, time out. It is not going to make you smarter. Oh. It's going to make you think clearer. Oh. And give you a little clarity in your mind. I did find that. Oh, okay. But you are not going to all of a sudden become smarter than you are. Oh, you thought, are what you are, my man, with that Indiana State degree. I thought these were smart pills. They are not smart pills, although that would be cool if they were. Yeah. <laughs> you have not found that you're slightly, and again, the difference is not, you know, you're not going to wake up one day like, wow, look at me. You have not noticed being just a little bit sharper in the morning? I have not, but listen, this does say on the bottle, give it 30 days. I'm only probably 15. Okay. 20 days in, Fair so in probably another 10 days, I'll be very smart. I hope yeah, I hope you are, because I feel like I endorse this, so let's so, go. So they got to open up this Zach Britton elbow, and then they pull, take out these uh, grains of sand bone? I Again, I don't know how they do the surgery. Actually, they said, I actually read this. I would arthro, think they suck it out, no? Arthroscopic surgery. Right, but I don't know, what does that even mean? That mean they go in with those a, like little hole. They don't like cut you open. They just put like little holes, and then they put the robot arms, th- thin tiny robot arms, into the little holes, and then it goes in and takes whatever it needs to. And take. then he'll pitch pain free when he comes back in June. Uh, you know what? Injuries like this suck for sure because you're all excited about the season, and then you find out one of your top guys is out. But at the same time, if he's gonna miss time, miss it now, and he'll be ready for. You know, the end of June, hopefully, July, August, September, and if you're the Yankees, October. Why not at the end of the season we don't put every single player in a bubble? like an X-ray machine? No, we check for bone spurs. We I check think, for everything. Well, they have, get it done right at the end of the year. I don't know what kind of scans they do, but they do have season-ending physicals and things like that. I'm almost certain of it. Why don't we put these guys at the Princeton Longevity Center? Where oh, they I want to go. I want to go there so bad, Al. You have no yeah, idea. Yeah, me too. That is a place I need to get to. I need a whole body scan. That's what these Yankees need. And I got to tell you, after looking at the new stu- in the studio with Craig and Evan, yeah. I think Evan uh, Craig needs to go back. Um, what a disaster he, he, that studio is! You sent me a photo. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> leftover desserts in there. Yeah, and it's their studio. I don't care. I just thought yeah. it was funny that they had a monster box of pastries just sitting yeah, there, just sitting there, <laughs> and then funny. tell us how healthy they are. And there's a dish sitting where Craig sits. That looks like it's got old bar, uh, not barbecue sauce, uh, like buffalo wing sauce. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Funny. Buffalo oh, wings. Oh, man. Yeah, they are eating good in there. Yeah. Funny. So, bad news. So, who's the main Yankee reliever now? The set- well, Zach Britton was going to be like a setup man because Araldus Chapman is the closer. Araldus Chapman is your closer. That's so exactly Zach right. So, Zach Britton was, what, a seventh inning guy? Here's what I know. Guy? Well, Zach, see... Zach Britton can do a bunch of different things. Like, he could have been a closer when Chapman's out because Chapman's not going to close every single game, as you know. I mean, it's not like while you want them out there every game, you know, 
they do get days off. Like, he can't pitch. Like, if the Yankees were on, let's say the Yankees, and it's not out of the realm of possibility, say the Yankees are on a nine-game winning streak. Yeah. Do you really think Araldis Chapman is closing all nine games? I do not, no. So, it's, you know, it's kind of what it is. It's what who's it gonna, is. Now you lose Britain. Who's going to step up? Um, step the game up. It's a great question. I know they signed the kid that was on the Mets. Justin Wilson, I think they got Justin him. Wilson, yeah, he was on the Mets last year. I'm almost certain Google of it. The Yankees. Um, you've got Chad Golden. Green. All right, I like Chad Green. So you got guys that can step up, and there's others. Yankees bullpen. How about um, I didn't think they signed Darren O'Day. I think, and after yeah, that, I'm out. I don't know. I got nothing huh. else. Bullpen. Uh, you said Jad Green, Darren O'Day. Good job, Justin Wilson. Boy, you're naming everyone. Louis. That's Sessa, all I got. I oh, Louis Sessa. Okay. Jonathan Lewisaga. I forgot about him. Okay. Albert Abreu. I don't know him. Nick Nelson. He well, was one of the Nelson. He had a hit. Uh, he was <laughs> in the eighties. The Nelson brothers. You're such an ass. <laughs> and he's Love pitching and for the Yankees now. He's pitching for the Yankees. He's now. also he's, probably number eighty-eight. <laughs> his career is over. You know, speaking of that, did you? I, I know this is a really stupid question. All right. But what the hell? Did you see any of the Met game yesterday on SNY? The Mets game, I did not. You were to see some of these names. I know we got to take a break in a minute. You were to see some of these names, though. Um, I'm going to get to, if I can just pull up the box score, because I'm watching it. And my point is, not that the names are odd, that Gary Cohen nails every single one of them. I, it was unbelievable to me, some of these. Let me see if I can find one here, because... So he must be up studying. Yeah, I guess. Right? I, I suppose. I mean... Some of these names, though, I gotta find it. Though there was one that blew me away, and I might have to take a break and find it and come All back right. with it on the other side. Let's because do I want to spell it for you and see what you come up with. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be what the kid's name is. So let's do that. Let's take a quick break. On the other side, we'll play the spring training name game oh. with Al Dukes. That's coming up next, and then at six o'clock, we got Boomer and Geo on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Al and Jerry, Damn, number one wrong. with meatheads in the gym. This is what I wanted, Jerry. This is Nelson. I thought you were going to come back with the name game, but Nelson's good. And he was what? He was on the Yankees, Nelson? Nelson is currently on the Yankees. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's where do you this remember this? Do you remember this song? It's Yeah, it's familiar. I can't live without your love and affection. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I couldn't sing the song, but yes, I do know this song. Absolutely. 1990. Oh, absolutely. I know this song. This is these, like uh, 80s hairband pop rock. Yeah, these guys were uh, Ricky Nelson's kids. This sounds like, who's the guy you saw? Rick Springfield? Yes. That sounds like him. A little come bit. Come on. <laughs> come on, exactly. All I, right, can't wait, I can't wait till concerts come back, Jerry, so I can see Nelson live. How many people do they make put in the Stone Pony? <laughs> see, here's the thing about the Stone Pony. You can go in there. People are going to go anyway, even if no one was playing. So it would look cool. Yeah, no, but the problem is nowadays, even like like I love that that idea of that where you think just well like people come in, but 
these guys would want to be paid so that you got to charge people at the door to come in and see Nelson. What is Nelson getting to play the stone pony? Here she comes. And they should know, just keep singing them. the same song. I'm just going to call. I might call over to Stone Pony later and go, what about this for the big op- big return opening? Nelson. Nelson. Click. Um, I'm going to give you three names. All right. Fair enough. And then. I only say it, but it's from the Met game yesterday, and then we'll move on. This one. <laughs> Name game. T50. Yeah. Well, I don't think you could do this with these names. Well, maybe you could be. Banana Fanna Furly. Me, my, mo, Merly. Shirley. All right. You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Five. Here, and then you got to sing the song, too. Okay. This is the first name, and I was just impressed Gary Cohen could do it so well. Lars Newtbar. Lars Newtbar? So, <laughs> yes. So go Newtbar. Go ahead, sing it. Uh, new, noopy, noopy, newbar. <laughs> Banana, nana, fofar. Newbar. <laughs> so it's Newtbar. All right. Newtbar, where does he play? I've got I my, don't know. Uh, I have I've no idea. Mets, I've got my Mets uh, depth chart out there. Newtbar is on the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Newt Bar's on the call. I'll give you the one from the Mets. All right. I'm gonna. You tell me if you how you would pronounce this. J O H N. That's easy, right? John. But that's just part Nailed of his first it. name. The rest of his first name is E S H W Y. John Eshwi. That's what I would have thought. It was John Eshwi or John Eshwi. Jonah Shui. Jonah 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 name. Jonah 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 Shui for fee five for femi. <laughs> Joanna Shui. <laughs> That's good. And then the last one, because they mentioned this guy on the broadcast, his name is Adbert Alzalay. He's on the Cubs. A L Z O L A Y. Go. Alzalay, you say? Yes. Alzalay. Alza, Alza, away. A fee, five, four, fee. Alzalay. There you go. The name game. The I name could, game. Gary pronounces all these names like it's nothing. It's not like they're common players yet. And this Fargus guy on the Mets, great, yes. great speed, they say. Great speed uh, on the bases? Great speed. Yes, mm. exactly. So there you go. There's three names we're going to keep an eye on. We got Newt Bar, Fargus, Newt Bar. whose name is Jonashway. And we got Adbert Alzalay. Adbert. Uh, the biggest news coming out of Mets camp, though, yesterday, Jerry, was that uh, Pete Alonzo walked three times. They didn't want to pitch to him. And they then Lewis, uh, who, who's their uh, manager? Luis, Luis Rojas. Rojas. He was so super excited that uh, Pete Alonzo did not go chasing after balls. Yeah. They weren't pitching to him. He took three walks, which they think in previous seasons he would not have he would not have accepted three walks. I would He's got a good eye. Temper the enthusiasm a little bit just like cuz one of those walks with Carlos Martinez, he almost hit him three times in the same at bat. Oh. So I don't think you want to swing at those. There was one at bat he walked on a pitch on a breaking ball low and outside that I think you would have seen him chasing. You know what you're talking about? Yes, chasing. But I, one of those at-bats was a gimme. And then yeah, I didn't see the third one. So, yeah, I've good. Not, I've not seen a manager so excited about uh, someone drawing walks uh, since my Little League coach. And I got uh, walks instead of struck out every at-bat. Well, yeah. Not get a hit. Because we, uh, we don't want you up in a big spot because no. it's going to be no good for anybody. Nor did I want to be up in a big spot. Yeah. No, I hear you. I used to do that thing where you'd start counting down. You're like, okay, we need two runs. There's one out. I'm up six this inning. Okay. 
I'm looking at the hitters. I'm like, mm, one of these guys is going to get out so that I, it's not up to me. And then, like, someone would draw a walk. Someone would get, like, a seeing eye single, as they say. And then here like, comes oh, Al Luis come on. Dukes. Yeah, and I'm like, please. And you're shaking. <laughs> oh, I'm shaking, Jerry. I'm hoping for balls way out of the strike zone so I don't chase them and I could just draw a nice were little you, walk. Were you the type that would sit there, you would take two pitches? <laughs> yeah, but that was mainly for analysis, Jerry. I was oh, an- analyzing the pitcher. Oh, that drives me nuts. I was Loser. thinking about about hitting uh, against your 16-year-old little leaguers. Yeah. 100% I'm taking the first pitch. Oh, good to I, know. I need to, I need to see the speed. I need to see the movement. I need to analyze the, the pitcher. Right. The pitch two, I'm taking. I'm going deep. I understand. I look for. I, <laughs> we got to do that this spring. I look yes. forward to this. Uh, so, yeah, so very excited for walks for Pete Alonzo. That's the best thing coming out of Mets camp, are you, that one item. Are you, Do you get the sense, and I know you're not watching the spring training games. You don't know that. but No, I do. I just asked you if you watched the Mets game yesterday. You said no. I, I did not see that one. Okay. Do you get the sense watching the baseball, or uh, at least reading about it, it really feels like, and kudos to the players, that they've got this stuff under control with the virus. Like, it almost feels normal to me watching it. And I say that because you see people in the stands. The It's not packed, but there's people there. Now, they had an interesting thing yesterday behind home plate. And I guess they've probably done it all the games. Yesterday was the first time I really sat down and watched the game, though. Um, you know, they've had to have the cardboard cutouts behind home plate. And then pe- real people are interspersed in between them. But then as they pan out and you see, what is it, Clover Park or Cloverfield, whatever they call it now, in Port St. Lucie. You have a lot of fans that are scattered, and it's not like two people per four rows. You have space between, but they have a good number of people there. And then there's a lot of people sitting out in the um, in the outfield grass. Yes, some people are wearing masks; others aren't because they're having their beer. And it almost looks normal again mm. for the first. Honestly, for the first time since all this started a year ago, watching the spring baseball is probably the most normal thing I've watched. I also like now when the players wear masks, they wear team masks. So sure. It's like, so it, it looks more like part of the uniform and not like the medical mask that Evan wears in all the uh, Carton and Roberts videos we see online where he looks like a doctor. I think Trevor May wore the medical mask yesterday he when he did. was talking to Steve Gelbs, which I thought was weird. Yeah, I like the, the team-issued Mets colors masks with the Mets logo on it. Do you like that? Cool. Was it Trevor May? Yeah. Do you like that Trevor May is going to wear the shark tooth? Around oh the shark tooth uh, necklace yes, eh, I'm not big on shark teeth. No, I know, but it's symbolic from what's his name, um, Turk Wendell. Turk Wendell, yeah. Oh, that's the whole okay. point I of it. See that? Yeah. So you're right. Kind of cool. Yeah, and shark teeth, from what I understand, they just fall out of sharks' mouths and wash up on shore. I don't think people are like capturing sharks and pulling their teeth out. Who was the necklaces. guy that? Who was the guy that that killed the crocodile and put it over his shoulder? Oh, it was a football player, right? That's a big story, Jerry Brown's lineman Wyatt Teller. That was where in Florida? In or Florida, Georgia? Florida. Yeah, he was in Central Florida. He's a Browns lineman. He uh, killed an alligator and posed with it over his shoulders. And people are not happy. People meaning who? PETA? The animal people, Jerry. Okay. I think most people. Like, I'm not a PETA person. I'm not a PETA king. I eat cows and chickens and turkeys. and But I don't like this killing for sport and then just posing with it for photographs. So hunting like is not in your future. It's not in my future. And I understand. Listen, if I had to go out and hunt my cows and chickens, I probably would be vegetarian. But... 
and I understand someone else is doing my hunting for me. Yeah. But the the hunting where you're just posing with the kill, I don't like that. But isn't it also, and I, again, I'm not in this world. I don't do any hunting whatsoever. Isn't part of it, too, to control the population they in say certain that, places? Yes. There is uh, something to be said about that, but for deer especially, because there is an you know overpopulation right. of deer. So that kind of does help thin the herd, and less of them will just starve. Still sad. I'm not saying it, it's it not. It is. But like we're they're the species that you have to get a license, or there's a lottery to go because there's not that many of them. Like Isn't that bear hunting? And moose, yeah. Moose hunting, too. Yeah. Now, I'm, listen, I have never gone. I have no interest. But if you do, and it's legal, good for you, as you would say. Moose hunting. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of clips from him coming up uh, later in the show from his show yesterday. You just reminded me about that. So we will get to that. We got a lot to do. Half past five. Um, Boomer and Geo coming up at, at six. The top of the hour is a packed show. A lot going on today as opposed to yesterday. So we'll get to all of that and more and your calls. Not sure when, but your calls too right here on The Fan. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, 20 in front of six. Hey, it's the Stone. What's going on? Now it's four non-blondes, actually. What's going on? Um, it's Alan Jerry till the top of the hour. One quick one, because I know you like your uh, murder documentaries and stuff like Ooh, that. I sure do. So you know how Les Miles was let go by Kansas because of the inappropriate behavior he had at LSU. And then right. Kansas hires him. And so I guess the AD does the video conference yesterday because then now they need a football coach. And so they ask him about, you know, did you look into Les Miles? Like, how did you not know about this? Because clearly LSU did the investigation. So his quote is, we ran multiple background checks on Coach Miles. And he says he directly asked Miles if there was anything in his background that could embarrass the school, to which Miles said no. Well, you got to see the responses on Twitter, as you can imagine. As you can imagine. Yes. He said, he said no, so I guess all is cool. Okay. These people really think we're stupid. Uh, because Les Miles didn't think he did anything wrong. Okay, but this is the one that I like, and it's so true if you're just going to take someone's word for it like that. Um, quote, I directly asked the murderer if he did it, and he said no. So I guess we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Let him go. Oh, my God. Let him walk. That is awful. I mean, good. Yeah, whatever. What a mess. Anyway, what else you got, Al? Disaster. Uh, Jerry, uh, let's do some New York Giants news. Okay. Uh, Dave Gettleman says that the Giants are going to have to make a decision on whether they pick up Saquon Barkley's fifth-year option. Sure. Would you say? Would, would you? you <laughs> would you say so far, Jerry, that the Saquon Barkley pick has worked out, not worked out, or still to be decided? I think this year is crucial. Yeah, this is the big deciding year, right? I would say up to this point, given the injury last year and given the state of the team in his previous time with the Giants, I would say it has not worked out. But if this team takes a major step forward this year, Daniel Jones in his third year becomes a, I'm not saying a, a great, great quarterback, but let's say a top-level quarterback. If they start winning games, the offensive line is better. And I think the offensive line was good last year. I know what the metrics say, but I think they were pretty good last year. And this team wins 10-11 games. They're in the playoffs this year and have a legit chance to do something. And Saquon Barkley runs for 1,500 yards and has 700 yards receiving, and he's a big part of it. Then, yeah, I mean, of course. But to this point, to answer your question, no, it has not worked out well. It's been disappointing, you would, I would say. Yeah, I would say that. Sure. No doubt. That's how I would categorize it. Because I thought this year with him, 
was set up to be a big year. Second year for Daniel Jones. Uh, you know, I knew it was a new coach, but I thought that they would be better than they were. He gets hurt in Chicago, season over. So I would look at the 2021 season as the defining moment to answer that question. But up to now, disappointing, yes. This is actually a defining moment for many parts of this Giants team this upcoming season. You say the Saquon Barkley thing, the Daniel Jones yeah. situation. Big, it's a huge year for Daniel Jones. Although it's funny because, so he, where's the where's the clip? This one is, here, this is uh, Gettleman on Jones yesterday. Finished his, the kid just finished his second year of, of NFL football, all right? How many of us, after two years at our new job, oh boy. were great? That sounds like an excuse. That's weird. Yeah. Because you could look around the league and pick guys yes. out. Yes. That two years in are doing very well. Or their first year. How about the kid yes. in San Diego or wherever they play? Los Angeles, the Chargers, Justin the Herbert. I mean, you're going to tell me that kid didn't step in. He had no idea who he was playing. He stepped right in, and he was outstanding. Patrick Mahomes' first year, outstanding. That are even guys that uh, like uh, uh, two quarterbacks go down and some rando third stringer you never heard of comes in and has a decent game. Sure. That happened around the league. It always happens. And but, then we look at uh, Darnold and Daniel Jones and go, what are we doing here? Right. And that was, I think the question was, you know, you had, I think it was, I think the question was, it's been an off season of a lot of big name quarterback movement. At any point, did you, you know, think to get involved? And it was, no, we love Daniel. We believe in Daniel. And uh, his one line, I, I don't know which clip it is, but I'll play it in a little while. His, his one line was, this isn't fantasy football. Right. Okay. He's, not fantasy football. I said, quote, no reason to look. Right. And I don't disagree with him because we've had those discussions before you and I. You know, you, the Redskins back in the day tried playing fantasy football and failed miserably at it. And it's really difficult to just go out and build a team through free agency. I agree with him. And I'm not saying if I was the Giants, I would have been looking for a quarterback yet either. It is only year three. But let's relax on the, you know, you guys wouldn't be good at your jobs in your second year. I mean, if, come on. There's a lot of examples around the league where guys are good their first year, let alone mm -hmm. their second. I was terrific producing my very first year. But you were a terrible salesperson. Terrible salesperson. Never yes. got a hang of that. Exactly. And uh, your main man, Dak Prescott, in his contract means that probably Zeke Elliott and Amari Cooper, will they have enough money to pay those guys when it's time, Jerry? Probably you know what's amazing not. about that? Then what happens? And that doesn't really phase me. And then what happened? Because Amari why Cooper. Phase you? What about Zeke though? He's. Be, I'll tell Cowboys. you. I'll tell you why. Because I do think, first of all, with Cooper, good receiver, not a great receiver. I'm sorry, disappears in too many games and in too many spots. Um, and I know when they got him, they made the run. Blah 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 blah. I know that. Good receiver, not a great receiver. And Zeke, while a great player, and he is, a I don't love the guy personally. Um, and B. I hate to say this, but I think you can find another running back as long as the offensive line is good enough and you got a good quarterback and you've got a good offense. Like I they don't, could, they could get Saquon Barkley when the Giants don't pick up his fifth year option. He, he could pick up Saquon Barkley. You never know. And I can also make the case that you know they lost games this year because of Elliott. They should have so? won. How so? One game he fumbled three times in the first oh. half, dropped passes left and right. So while he's a good running back, and I am not taking that away from him, one of the best in the league. I think you can. Re I actually think you can replace him. I wouldn't. Then they gave him. They already paid Zeke, didn't they? They gave him a ton of money. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. So you're saying 
good riddance to Zeke and Amari Cooper. Dak's in town, and we've got no other issues. They made their decision, and I told you, I love that he is here. I love that he's going to be here. But, God, it's a lot of money for one position. It just I might, is. I might go get a number four jersey, Dallas Cowboys. I might be back on the Cowboys bandwagon. I'll have to see how the Buccaneers do this year. You could do that. Elliot did get paid, by the way. Did he? Hmm. I'm checking this hmm. out. <laughs> yes, he's got a contract now oh. through 2026. Ooh, that's quite a while. That is quite a while. Well, so. he's gonna. Is he gonna want to redo his? I hate these redoing deals and things. Yeah. Well, welcome to pro sports. And no one ever wants to redo the deal down when they suck. Right. You suck. Let's redo your deal. Right. Except for Ben Roethlisberger. Well, he redid his deal, didn't he? It, he had no choice than, though. Right. They had to. His number was too big. They had to fool around with the numbers to make it fit. So they could put players around him, and he's already made. How much money do you think Ben Roethlisberger has made in his career? Eighty million dollars. Eight? No, he's made more. No, than eighty. That. I said eight, eight zero. Um, yeah, I think he's made a lot. Could more be than more that. than that. Let's see career earnings. I would say, if I had to guess, I'm going to say he has made one hundred fifty million dollars. I'm going to go one sixty. One hundred sixty million dollars. Ben Roethlisberger has made in his career. Give me a drum roll, please. Uh, oh, come on. I can't get his number. Google it, Jerry. Oh, I got it here. Career earnings. Here we go. Career earnings if the computer would work. He has boy, he's made a lot of money. <laughs> We're way off. He's made $254 million. <laughs> you said $80 million. I said $80 million. yeah. He made $80 million the last three seasons. <laughs> oh, so a little more than that. I yes. forgot he played so long, Jerry. I forgot he had such a long, lengthy career. <laughs> Holy cow. Boy, the money is ridiculous. Good for them. Jerry, I know you love Phil Mickelson. I do. He's your favorite golfer, I he believe. He has been, always has been. So I'm seeing news that he's out of the top 100 golfers yeah. for the first time in 28 years. Sure. Well, he's That's 50 a long now. time. Yeah, Phil's 50. He's playing on the senior tour a little bit. He doesn't play much on the regular tour. So that doesn't surprise me. Surprised me. I was like, I can't name 15 golfers. How are there he's 50, 100, though? How are there 100 people better? That the, Golf not, has way too many random guys in it now that you don't know. Like because you don't they're play. all so damn good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like guys would be like, so and so won the Masters. Like I never heard of this guy. That's the time, and I always say it. Golf was, you know, Arnold Palmer made golf popular, and Tiger made it cool. And kids, you know, back in 1997, they were born. Their dads made them golfers, and it's tough, and, man. And now they're professional golfers who do well. So there's so many of them that it's impossible to keep up with them all. They're they don't so have any, good. they don't have any personalities other than they're good golfers. I agree. And their fields right? and the field of, of, of players is ridiculous. Like I think the players championship is this weekend or whatever you call it. The players, there are so many good, like any of them can win. They're that good. Yeah, they all hit the ball so damn of. far. Yeah. No, it's you're absolutely right. They, sometimes you I'll put and I don't watch golf nearly as much as I used to. It used to be, and I, I don't I mean this, when my kids were before my kids were born, and then when Matthew was still small and we weren't running around with them all over the place, I would I couldn't wait for the golf channel coverage Thursday at two o'clock. Because I was working overnights at the time. So I was up. I was getting up right around that time. And I would watch the first round. Start to finish, second round, start to finish, and then I couldn't wait for CBS or NBC to have the third and fourth. I would watch almost every second of coverage of the golf over the weekend from Thursday to Sunday. I don't watch that anymore. Now I put it on. It can be a U.S. Open. It can be a Masters. I'll look at a leaderboard. Like, who are half these guys? Like, if I went back and looked at the 1997 Masters, you would I know, know every guy? No. Every guy? You? No. 
You would know a lot of them. Tom Watson, yes. Yeah, like you would know Freddie a lot Couples, of them. Freddie Couples, yes. Sure. But you wouldn't know everyone. You're right. No. Fuzzy Zeller, yes. Greg Norman. Jack Nicholas. Ben Crenshaw. Gary Player. Gary Player missed the cut. Probably. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia. Give me a couple of names Wikipedia. you don't recognize. Uh, a players who made the cut? Yeah. Uh, Bernard Langer. Bernhard Langer. <laughs> Larry still, Mize. And he still plays. Sandy Lyle. You've heard of these guys, no? Ian Woosman. Ian Woosnam. You don't know yeah, Ian I don't Woosnam? Know those guys. Nope. Larry Mize, no? Nope. Really? Nope. Okay. We've got a lot of Americans that made the cut. Even Eddie knows these guys. Well. Do you remember Angel Cabrera? Angel. Yes, Camille <laughs> Scozeri. You. Oh, no, I have no idea who that is, Jay. I only know Tiger Woods. <laughs> I understand. We got to take a break. When we come back, I'll find more golf names that uh, Al can't uh, figure out. And then we'll have Boomer and Geo. It's 6 o'clock. It's a Wednesday. Take your clothes off and party. Coming right back on The Fan. Right now at Radio.com Sports Minute, though, Amy Lawrence is back. She's kind of been lazy the last couple of days. What the hell is going on in here? Anyhow, she says, good job planning ahead by one Jerry Jones. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Islanders remain red hot. They won their sixth in a row last night. Rangers lost. Devils lost uh, in overtime. What else you got, Al? Adam Menson uh, tweets to us, Jerry, that it's Ty Walker wearing the shark tooth necklace. Oh, okay. I thought it was Trevor May. Okay, cool. Uh, Ty wears number 99 like Turk. Got it. I might get one of those uh, shell necklaces to wear this summer. Like that seems like something a cool beach guy would wear. <laughs> Whatever you say, you know, like, Al. Well, those, uh, like it'd be really cool. Like when I have a nice tan body and I'm wearing either a shark tooth necklace or a seashell necklace. Probably shark tooth is cool. Just wear a lei. What's a oh oh like I'm not in Hawaii, Jerry. It's Bradley Beach. You're, but you're by the beach. It's okay. Yeah, but if I had a shark tooth, that would be cool. And a straw skirt. My flip-flops, no straw skirt, flip-flops, shark tooth necklace, cool sunglasses. And a Speedo. And a Speedo. I'll just have to trim my belly hairs and scraggly <laughs> chest We are hairs. just days away from March Madness and Selection Sunday.